Very quickly, before we start this podcast, we just want to ask a massive favor from our audience. If you can please leave a review wherever you're listening to us, whether on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and it'd be a really big help in helping us grow our audience. Thank you very much. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of How Do You Survive Your Twenties? My name is Jonah. I am Joe. And today we are, are you going to do the thing? What are you doing? Oh, I was just, well, are you talking? So I was looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do the catchphrase? Oh, uh, what's the catchphrase? Uh, and we are how to survive your 20s. Oh gosh, well, you started talking, that's I why I stopped. <laughs> I've been on edge all day. Like. <laughs> I was like, oh, Joe's taking the lead. I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I did and I panicked. And then... <laughs> did you see what happens, Joe? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We are your survival guides to get you through your 20s as we stumble through ourselves. And uh, you take this one. Oh, go on. And today we're joined by a very, very, very special and patient guest. It's Kaylin. It's painful. And it's like... <laughs> Thanks, guys. This is fun. <laughs> that, was a, that was the roughest intro we've ever had introducing someone. How are you, Kaylin? I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> Really good, thank you. Doing well, well. Um, how are you, Joe? <laughs> you had a stressful time getting this to yeah, work, every, but every, your efforts have paid off. It's yeah. the fruits of yes, your labor. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, every time we have someone on, it's just always technical problems. I don't know why, but there yeah. you go. I feel like the MacBook hears a new voice and goes, I'm going to ruin the day. <laughs> it smells fear. <laughs> <laughs> and this room stinks of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and so if you're if you're listening and you think Kaylin's voice sounds familiar, you may recognise her from our other project, The Midnight Snack. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd heard her from somewhere. Yeah. Joe, you were there the whole time. <laughs> she was just Wait, so in character. If you're in The Midnight Snack and I'm in The Midnight <laughs> Snack, does that mean we've worked together before? <laughs> um, yes, but she's very kindly come on our podcast today and you may also recognize her from her own podcast if you want to give that a little shout yeah, out. Yeah, sure. So um, I have a podcast called Tea Time Thoughts where we talk all things history, literature, art, music, and more and you can learn something new in the time it takes to have a cup of tea. Hmm. Ah, I, that's why it's called tea. Ah, <laughs> I like that. Okay, that's smart. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is not her first podcast. Is <laughs> what? It is my second podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, you were telling me about the latest episode. Do you want to give the oh, listeners a bit yeah, of Yeah, so, okay, so I, I need to, like, clarify. I don't usually do, like, rant reviews or anything like that. This is, like, the first episode I did where I really got kind of heated because I talked about the new movie Spencer, which I did not like. And I did a review, like, and synopsis of the story and kind of dug into, like, some of the cinematic aspects of it. And I, I'm done with it, dude. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sorry. It's such a... It's not a good movie. <laughs> but go check out the episode because I was on a bunch of cold medicine when I took it. And... <laughs> be responsible with your medicine and stuff but like <laughs> it, I, I it was fun to edit at least because i was like dang i'm really going for it here we go but yeah um just swearing just like <laughs> oh this isn't the best way to introduce it i'm usually really chill but that was fun <laughs> nice very good so kayla yeah. when we have people on we usually ask them some quick fire questions are you ready I, I think so. I'm nervous <laughs> now. <laughs> it's not that stressful. Don't, okay. don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Careful, the Mac smells fear. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so are you Android or iPhone user? iPhone. 
Oh, very good, very good. That's why we <laughs> trust her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, dine in, oh, like, sorry, take out or dine in the restaurant? I thought you said dine at first, and I was like, <laughs> as opposed Death to or life. what? Like, oh, boy, that's Death a tough one. Um, dine in. I like the experience of just getting out of my house for a bit and mm. enjoying myself. Nice. And not washing up, so. Yes, oh, yes. That's Is there, do you have a favorite place here in London? Ooh. Oh, yeah, Kaylin's from America, if you can't tell by her accent. <laughs> um, there's a place near near Shoreditch, actually. It's called Crispin, and uh, my flatmate and I have been there a couple times, and it's just absolutely delicious. I don't really know exactly what they do. They do they do a mix of, like, sometimes they do Italian food, and sometimes they do traditional English food. Oh. And they make these, um, like, garlic Cornish butter potatoes that are just so oh, wow. good. Like, that does sound pretty good. I yeah, consider yeah. myself a very nice person, but I would murder somebody <laughs> for those potatoes. They're delicious. <laughs> They're so good. And uh, this isn't going to give off a great impression of me. First, I have the rant about the movie. Now I'm like, I would murder people for potatoes. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, it's all no, understandable. It's good. And then they um, they did a really good uh, vanilla panna cotta, and they add black pepper to it, which sounds kind of counterintuitive, but it, it works so well. It's, mm. it's, it's really good. And I need to actually go there before I move away from that area again. So... There you go. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's good. Crisp, crisp in. Crispins. Crispins. Okay. Yeah. Where nice. would you go to in in the US? Ooh. Um. Honestly, I'd go to the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> <laughs> that's where Joe wants to go when he goes. It's, in oh yeah, yeah. my gosh, you gotta go. It's so good. The, the menu is like a book. Yeah. Like, it's I've so heard. big and yeah. like they've anything you could think of. But my personal recommendation, I will say, um, chicken parm is really good, and the chicken chicken Bellagio. It's delicious. And then um, okay. uh, the a- Adam's like peanut butter ripple cheesecake is, is delicious too. But um, you do need to be prepared to take leftovers home or share it with somebody because... Oh, that won't be happening. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe will make his way through. Don't you worry about They basically that. serve you like two or three meals in one sitting. Like it's definitely not a place you go when you're like watching your... <laughs> you know, watching your calories and whatnot. But it, oh my gosh, well, you're there for a good time, man. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Okay. I'm very excited. The only reason yeah. why I want to go is because I like the Big Bang Theory. And oh, that's what Penny works. It yeah. actually looks a lot fancier than in the big, the big that's Bang what, Theory. That's what Chriselle oh. was saying. She was saying that like, oh, make sure you have like a nice shirt. And I was like, um, yeah. I've I've been <laughs> on my TV. It's not shirt sure material. But it's interesting though, because like no cheat, no two cheesecake factories are the same when it comes to decor. Oh, really? But like there are some aspects that kind of remain the same. There's this one I go to like back home. Well, back home, it's three hours from where I live, but it's the close. <laughs> it's the closest cheesecake factory that I have. Oh really? They have, oh, is like, it not like really po- like? There's not like loads. Well, I don't live in a very big uh, part uh, of the states, so okay. it's I'm in like kind of a more of a farm town and. Um, they have like Italian frescoes and stuff on the wall, but they have these like columns with like a sphinx head on it. And then there oh. are these little like statues that all, I like on the top, I swear it looks like the eye of Sauron. That's the only way I, <laughs> it's the only way you can explain it. And it's truly, truly just an experience. It's something that it was so good. Oh, and the bread, oh. <laughs> they, they bring out like loaves of bread for you and um, they have like a, like a really deep dark bread. That's really delicious. And Oh man, I'm so excited! Yeah, <laughs> we, 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 should, we shouldn't have brought this up. Now we're for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> you get really snappy with those. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, let's go. <laughs> um, what's your go-to karaoke song? Ooh, um, 
anything by ABBA for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the new material, new songs? I haven't actually listened to a whole lot of it. You're fake right. fan. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But what I have listened to, I have really enjoyed. I just, um, I get into like a slump with music sometimes where I'm like, I don't want to listen to something I don't know yet because I'm like, I just need to vibe. <laughs> but then there are times where I'm like, I'm bored with everything. I need something new. Yeah. And once I slip into that, I'll be sure to, you know, definitely check out their new stuff. I'll probably, I don't know, my, my flatmate's been trying to get me more into like classic rock and things like that. And mm. it's terrible because there are all these band names I recognize, but I couldn't tell you a single song that they do. But <laughs> we've been watching like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremonies. And it's like crazy some of the like the talent that these people have and stuff it's mm. just something you don't really see a lot with musicians anymore not to sound like one of those people that are like back in my day was better but like, <laughs> but like it's crazy just some of the like the things that these people can do and like some of these people are in their 80s and they're still rocking like they're you know in their 20s and it's mm. incredible yeah it makes me feel tired yeah i know because yeah. i'm in my 20s i already feel like i'm in my 80s so <laughs> <laughs> yeah um Pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Very good. What's the worst job you've ever had? Um, I used to work as a, and I, I know people that still work there, so I'm sorry. There's no offense to you guys, but um, <laughs> I used to work as a medical records clerk slash like optical assistant. Mm. And it was just always super stressful because I was the one that was like a bit more or patient facing. So I would deliver um, glasses to people and help with adjustments. And I would also like talk on the phone with people sometimes and people, especially when they don't understand their insurance because insurance is just like a huge issue in mm. the States and stuff. As far as money, people will yell at you and they don't get how their insurance works. And they're like, I shouldn't have to pay money for my glasses. And I'm like, well, you're not going to get them for free. So <laughs> like, yeah, but, He's like, you're like, Oh, I'll get it. Don't worry. Yeah, no, there was, uh, there was like, <laughs> you know what? You're right. Let Cap me pay for these ones. <laughs> Capitalism <laughs> is a fraud. Like. <laughs> I'll spot you this time. But, like, it was weird. Cause like, I, I would deal with a lot of like older people, especially and older people, for some reason, they're either just like the light of your life and they're the nicest people. And they're like, <laughs> I, I hope you have a great life ahead of you or they hate you yeah. and they want you to suffer because they're <laughs> not happy. So, because there was this one lady, I was adjusting her glasses for her and stuff. And I cleared my throat for a bit just, you know, because I had like choked on something earlier. I don't know. It was, I wasn't sick, but she goes, ew, you know, you really shouldn't be coming into work if you're sick and stuff. She's like, why would they hire somebody who's as stupid as you are? And I'm like, <laughs> whoa. And I was like, <laughs> and then you hit her. <laughs> no, I went home and cried. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, I'm whoa, sorry, Karen. Yeah, no, it, it's okay. And then, um, <laughs> they hire someone as stupid as you. Oh my gosh! And I was like, okay, um, I'm gonna get somebody else for you to help you with this. And oh, my friend Scott, he was the he was the best. I'd be like, Scott, can you take care of this for me? I need to go to the I need to go to the bathroom for a second. I'll just look in the mirror and cry. <laughs> oh man, but, yeah, and then, makes um, me sad. Yeah, just think she she might be dead by now. So. <laughs> 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 I can sleep at night. Now. <laughs> it's I might be stupid, but I'm still here. <laughs> it's true. You never know. <laughs> she might be dead by now. Yeah, you never know. 
It all comes but, full circle. No, on the so. plus side, you know, there are a lot of like older men that are like, hey, you know, if I was 70 years younger, I would take oh. you out for a milkshake. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I like how they still do like these, like the date that you would do went 70 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Want to get milkshakes? <laughs> and I was like, I do like milkshakes, but no thanks. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm happy to be working in anything else right now <laughs> i think that's yeah, pretty no. fun oh, yeah. um, so i know you maybe kind of just mentioned one but do you have a most embarrassing moment so far in your 20s you'd like to share um okay i do have one actually so there was um i went so there was an actor that i really liked kind of in the theater world i saw one of his shows in new york and i got the chance to meet him he was really nice and um i went to london for the first time in, in a few years at this point in 2019 with some friends and we found out he was going to be doing another show and so i was like okay let's do it and i brought my playbill from the old show that i had seen him in before because i was about to be like this is so this is going to be really cool like i can't wait who's, and the, who's the actor seth newmark he's not very big because people are like oh he must be big and i'm like no i just think he's very talented but he's actually the youngest actor who's ever been accepted into juilliard oh, cool. so he's, he's he? very talented well he's 33 now but he was 15 when he got accepted wow good for him yeah mm. yeah he's, he's very talented and um, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to the Menier Chocolate Factory Theater, but it's a very small, small theater. And so, you know, we went and sat in the show. The first half was amazing. And so during intermission, I went to go ask um, one of the ladies, like, where the stage door was. So that way after the show, I could go and wait and stuff. And she's like, oh, you're actually standing in it. The actors come out here afterwards and stuff. And I was like, okay, great, thanks. And I turned and immediately tripped over a trash can. <laughs> lady just share a moment where they look at each other like <laughs> yeah why would they hire someone so stupid yeah. like it's the same and woman the, like, thing yeah. is, so, the thing is like there was a bar area out there too so people are going to assume like oh you must be drunk or something <laughs> and so i just kind of loudly and awkwardly said you know what the sad thing is i haven't had a single thing to drink and i went back into the theater and sat next to my other friend she was waiting for us and i was like jordan <laughs> i did something really stupid oh gosh but thankfully the actor I was talking about, he didn't see it. I kind of meet him <laughs> afterwards. He was very friendly. Oh, you know, so that that was that was all good. Yeah. yeah, he's actually a big fan of the show. So <laughs> <laughs> could you literally imagine if you did him? <laughs> oh my gosh, someone's that... gotta be like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wish because Seth, I was too scared to give you my number. But if you're listening, <laughs> it's oh seven five now. <laughs> It's like, don't give your number out now. <laughs> He's not actually listening. Please don't believe I know. I, dang it, what am I here for? <laughs> no, the search okay. continues. Okay. <laughs> He's in his 30s. This show isn't for him. <laughs> That's not true. Everyone can. Amazing. Well, that was a really, really good story. Thank Thanks. you so much, Kaylin. Um, so the, the kind of main reason why I wanted to ask Kaylin to come on to our show is because she's such a great historian. And just to kind of restart, uh, or sorry, recap our season so far, we split the season up into three sections. And the first section, we're looking at the past. Our focus is on the past before our 20s and kind of people pre-now in their 20s. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've just explained the past. Yeah. <laughs> if you've never heard of this word, it's called the past. And, um, no, in, in school, actually, when we would mark dates, because um, they, they change it from like AD and BCE, like mm. um, it's actually... 
uh, BCE and PN for pre now. Pre now. Now I'm the idiot. <laughs> well done, Jonah. Gotta, I apologize. Gotta keep up with him. <laughs> no, it's actually um, it's actually um AC now, which is um or no, it's actually CE now, which means Common Era. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No go. more. I know Domini. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. No oh. more. No more of that Latin nonsense. Okay. <laughs> it's outdated, ironically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty good. No more Latin nonsense because you know some lady on TikTok taught us all that Rome isn't real now, so we have to change how we think about everything now. Rome isn't real. Okay. <laughs> she has some theory that like Rome was a concept and not an actual place because she's like, she's like they just stole Greek and like made it bigger and i was like because you know they took the like greek alphabet or whatnot and she's like there's no such thing as a latin alphabet it's all greek and i was like good well the greek alphabet's a completely different thing (laughs) and no so people have been getting upset over it and stuff when i first discovered this like tiktok series it was just a nightmare (laughs) and my friends thought it would be funny to gaslight me into being like oh yeah rome's not real you didn't know because i was complaining about it and i was like no you don't understand (laughs) you don't understand Uh, well, if there's one thing I've learned today is that Rome isn't real. Rome isn't real. <laughs> yeah. It's not my fault, please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so on the theme of the past or PN, <laughs> we wanted to discuss some um, historical figures and what they were doing in their 20s or significant things that they did in their 20s. Hopefully to inspire. Yes, not to make you think that what you're doing is worthless because it doesn't quite reach what they did, but to inspire and think that, you know, you can reach similar heights even though you're in your 20s. You can, yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, who do you want to go first, Jonah? Let's start with Kaylin. Yeah. I feel like she She's going to set the bar. Set the bar, yeah. yeah. And we're just going, well, thanks so much for the episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was excited first when you guys like invited me to come on because like I was like, oh, cool. I'm not going to like speak with the script this time. And then I wrote this whole thing for myself. So, okay. <laughs> but... <laughs> But, right. um, I feel was, free to read or freestyle. Yeah, yeah no, no I, I don't have a lot of this like on the top of my head, so I have just like a little outline I can refer to. But um, I was looking at a couple different historical figures and stuff. I wanted to do someone that was like a little bit more obscure, but still kind of important. So I picked Charles Lindbergh and um, Charlie. Yeah, good old, good old <laughs> Chuck. Chuck. When you're as good of friends as we are, we just call him Charlie. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, so Charles Lindbergh was the first person to complete a flight from New York to Paris in 1927. So a little bit of background about him. He originally grew up on a farm in Minnesota, but he like learned a lot about how to like fix up motorcycles and cars and stuff. And he was always really fascinated by planes. And How long had the plane been around? Um, well... It's definitely been more concrete because, like, the first, because, like, we're coming out of World War One, kind of like within yeah. his, like, you know, within his youth. So, um, they're starting to see more like planes carrying mail and things like yeah. that. So, it's becoming more, more consistent, but it's definitely not as commercially widespread as Ryanair yeah. was, was quite, <laughs> quite far in the future. <laughs> actually, I think Ryanair might have actually helped sponsor one of his projects later <laughs> when I was reading through it. So, are you actually serious? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I so, thought you were way to go, Joe. Why does every joke I make go, no, actually, that's quite accurate? <laughs> because you're so smart. <laughs> oh, that, that one is not so bad. <laughs> but yeah, so um, he actually originally went to college to study mechanical engineering, and he was always really interested in flying, but he never got the chance to actually get close to a plane. But then at the age of 20, he dropped out of college and took flying lessons in Nebraska, which. 
Just a side note, if we're going to talk about a place not being real, why did we pick Rome and not Nebraska? Nebraska's not real. <laughs> you had to have her first, folks. So he didn't actually take flying lessons. <laughs> no, he, he did. So he wanted to actually take solo flying lessons. He was only like flying with other people at this at this time, but he couldn't afford to pay basically the insurance fees. So he decided to earn money and gain flying experience at the same time. He joined a stunt group where basically you would like, when, while the plane's like taking flight, you would just like walk across it and like do, do a little dance or whatever. And everybody down below was like, wow, that's so cool. I'm definitely glad that's not me. But, and then like sometimes, you know, parachuting and like jumping off of the planes and stuff too. But it seemed that his flying career wasn't really going to go anywhere because there's really only, you know. I like the yeah. pun there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I made it. <laughs> They're the best ones. <laughs> But yeah, so then he moved back to his farm for a while and he started to save some money and he just decided he was going to learn to fly by himself. So he made an impulse purchase and bought himself an old plane for 500 bucks and took himself out flying. We've all been We've there, there, folks. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes in summer, you know, you just got to yeah. buy a plane. Yeah, which um, makes a lot of sense later because he starts doing like his own flights and stuff and he starts actually like doing jobs for people and transporting them. He flew his own dad like for locations for his dad's political campaign at one point but he it, when i was reading through like he had tons of engine problems and was like regularly crashing and oh, stuff oh, which you know again like this sound like he's with ryanair then yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i mean that's what happens when you buy secondhand planes i guess but we've all been there for only 500 dollars <laughs> but i guess during this time how much you would think so I, I did a little bit of math on it it's actually close to around seven or eight thousand dollars but okay. st- like that's still, still, that's yeah, really... still very cheap for a plane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, guys. We could pull together. We could... <laughs> Let's get a plane. Let's go figure out if Nebraska is real. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then eventually what he did to get more concrete training, he did military flight training and he became an airmail pilot and continued to have incidences where he had engine problems and had to cr- crash land a couple times. He actually had to bail twice and perish. Excuse me. He had to bail twice and parachute out, actually. Wow. So it's scary. one of those one yeah. of those things where I was reading through. I'm like, he's supposed to be a successful pilot. He's crashing <laughs> a lot, but. But I guess that's the good moral of the story is that like you know success is only comes behind a lot of failure first. Yeah, we've all crashed a few planes yeah. in our day, like. <laughs> and um, from what I read, it looked like there were no casualties. So I guess th- you know I guess that's good. And he like rarely got injured during some of these some of these crashes too so I'm like he picked up a thing or two in his stunt work days <laughs> but I learned one thing it's how to survive a plane crash yeah. <laughs> yes, then, I um, did always think we should change the genre of this this show <laughs> <laughs> survive a plane crash but then um, uh, meanwhile over in France there were um, two men named Raymond Ortega and Augustus Post that put up a reward for $25,000 for the first successful non-stop flight between New York and Paris because there had been transatlantic flights previously but this was like just set for a very specific destination and lots of people actually tried it but it didn't work out and i was reading through a ton of people crashed some people actually crashed like during takeoff which like imagine you're (laughs) prepping for this big flight and you get up and you just Mm-hmm. Well, well, it's better than halfway across the Atlantic Ocean. So. Well, it's funny you bring that up because oh, <laughs> there was actually a pilot that disappeared 
Uh, they did, like didn't hear anything about him and he was last seen near the coast of Ireland and you're like oh. <laughs> poor poor guy because yeah. they didn't even list his name in the stuff that I was reading and I'm like that's even worse dude like <laughs> what's your name ah you don't need to know it I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you on the other side yeah <laughs> I'll tell you on the other side oh, <laughs> oh. they're all gonna be shouting my name when I land on the other <laughs> side so you'll learn it then <laughs> they're all gonna be shouting yeah, um, so there were tons of like Again, this other article I read, they were saying, like, there were tons of well-known, highly experienced, and well-financed contenders that weren't succeeding. And I was, like, kind of shading our boy Charlie here, but okay. <laughs> but also with how much he crashed, I'm like, okay, I get it. But, <laughs> um, so Charles built a custom plane, helped, you know, in some part, like, by Ryanair, called the Spirit of St. Louis. And he raised about $18,000 for it, which is actually a lot less funding than some of the other competitors. But that's about almost a quarter of a million dollars in today's wow. money. Okay. And then finally the fateful day on May 20th, 1927, he took off and he began his 33 and a half hour journey over to Paris. 33 and a half hour oh. journey. The thing is you can't sleep either. It's just yeah. constantly <laughs> mentally working. Autopilot. Crap, I haven't invented that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> what is the autopilot like? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, it, it's one of those things I thought about a lot. I'm like, I want to know more about like how much that's about that flight in general because I can't imagine being on a commercial flight that's that long. Mm, that's true. Because like maybe maybe that's yeah. what they asked you to do. Like if you think this is long, yeah. try being Charlie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thirty three hours. Right. Yeah, because like you know, at least like if I were to. Fl- do a flight that long today like there would be somebody there to give me like a bag of peanuts and a coke yeah. every like <laughs> couple hours or so <laughs> poor charlie's just out there doing it all, all on his own yeah, and yeah. um does it i guess like you just gotta like <laughs> you know when sometimes <laughs> when you bit you're a bit cheeky in the car you like use your knees to steer whilst oh, you like yeah. use your other hand i guess that's what he's gonna do is i don't know that actually because oh. i'm a responsible driver <laughs> 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 she was like yeah me me too yeah, yeah. i've only I heard just, of people doing i that. heard stories <laughs> like the conditions i read for the flight some of them varied some of them were like dude it sucks like you no know, the plane was icing over he had to fly blind through a lot of fog and stuff and then this one uh, thing i read like he navigated only by dead reckoning in parentheses he was not proficient at navigating by the sun and stars and he rejected radio, radio navigation gear as heavy and unreliable and i'm like oh gosh <laughs> so but then it also it's really a miracle this guy got it to paris i know i was like i can't believe this guy hasn't like hasn't died yet like, <laughs> <laughs> continues to baffle the world by living and stuff because he's crashed how many times now and yeah. he's going through he's like i don't yeah. know where i'm going and um but thankfully, he also had zero wind drift, so he was able to pick up some decent speed. And then one thing that was funny is when he arrived, he almost landed in the wrong place because, like, people were getting word that he was coming over. So people, they call it, like, the biggest traffic jam in Parisian history because people were going on the streets and just, like, parking their cars, basically, mm-hmm. to watch him come in. And there were so many, like, cars just backed up for, like, up to seven miles outside of the city that he saw the lights from all the headlights. And he's like, oh, this is where the the city (laughs) is and stuff. And he's getting down. He's like, oh, nope, nope, that's not it. Okay, shoot. (laughs) Go up, 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 up. (laughs) Wake up. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so one thing that's really cool is, like, when he did land, people were so, like, stoked to see him and stuff. And when they, like, they carried him out of the plane, he apparently crowd surfed for, like, half an hour. So they touched the <laughs> ground. They were like, seven mile yes, traffic. Yeah, yeah. He ends up seven miles out of this. Like, probably ends up seven miles outside the city. Like, can I go, get back? <laughs> <laughs> Come back over there. 
<laughs> and take me back. It's like, we're too tired. Yeah, reverse, reverse. <laughs> Finish a 33 and a half hour flight to have to do a seven mile walk back into the city. <laughs> like, wow, his plane made it here without him. <laughs> that, is, yeah. that is incredible. That yeah, really is incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then he made it basically just like toured around a lot of places. Everyone's like, whoa, he's the guy that did it and stuff. And um, after that, sadly, he kind of like, you know, had more of a like, like less fuss and, and, and stuff, but like he got, got some nice reward money, got some notoriety and, um, fun fact too, if you watch the movie Anastasia, like when they're doing the Paris scene, they actually throw in a lot of different historical figures and stuff in there. And there's the scene where you see a guy standing on top of a, a plane and the line is, there is love in the air. That's him. That's him. Oh. That's him in his plane. Yeah. So it's pretty nifty that and is interesting yeah so wow. he was born in, that's a fun yeah. fact yeah that is fun <laughs> but yeah so he was born in 1902 so he was 25 when he did this flight and that's uh, my age yeah all right jonah <laughs> get in the cockpit i don't even have a driver's license <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it, it's funny just like five years of progress is really all it took because he was going um to school at the age of 20 for mechanical engineering and then he you know changed his whole life within that course and it's Kind of crazy, but it, I mean, it definitely wasn't smooth sailing at first because yeah, try, yeah. try, and try again. Yeah, I'm sure there were probably times during all that stunt work stuff where he's just like, man, you can really only like backflip off of a plane so many times <laughs> before it just gets old, you know. I think the thing that I like about the story, I mean, obviously, I don't know this, but mm-hmm. he didn't set off to be the first when he first started. He didn't set off to be the first person to cross the Atlantic and drive and drive mm-hmm. and fly to Paris. <laughs> A de- terrible driver <laughs> um but he kind of just figured that out and that was like his big obviously his big life moment and stuff mm-hmm. and i think as well there's a lot of pressure to know your dreams and go for it but a lot of people don't you just got to try and figure that out as well yeah one step at a time mm. yeah and you'll get to paris <laughs> literally <laughs> you'll get seven miles outside of paris <laughs> <laughs> so close so close but yeah and you can really tell he put in the work in the beginning and like he, I was gonna come up with like something to top it off, and I was like, no, but Joe basically just said it. But no, yeah. no, that's good. <laughs> cool. well, I, I kind of like blanked halfway through, but um, <laughs> just, I was like, oh no. But, just passes out. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this was fun. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like you know, even though his like his like origins were humble, he he was determined to make it happen and even if you have to go to a thrift store and buy a plane you can <laughs> you can achieve your dreams yeah. like i don't know like with my podcast i'm not like expecting anything huge with it i bought like a 20 dollar microphone and stuff but it's fun and now we can talk about stuff without being interrupted or have somebody <laughs> <laughs> because um like a lot of times when you try to explain like historical things to people, sometimes you have to like explain context and go back. Or sometimes people are like, I don't want to listen to this. Please stop. <laughs> so, so yeah, you can achieve your dreams of talking without being <laughs> interrupted, I guess. No, that was really, really cool. Thank nice you. Camera. Yeah. And I think it does go, we've, we've talked about this before, but opportunity dances with those on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. And he was very much on the dance floor. Oh, he was dancing mm-hmm. away. He was, oh man. Dance card is full, baby. Okay. So my historical fact figure is Mary Shelley. Okay, so uh, Mary Shelley was obviously the author of Frankenstein, uh, but she says so some interesting facts that about Mary Shelley. Okay, you're kind of looking at me. Sorry. I'm listening, Joe. <laughs> oh, I'm, not, just, I'm just listening. <laughs> not used to it. Sorry. So, <laughs> uh, okay, so the, the first thing to know about Mary Shelley is that Frankenstein actually wasn't a huge success. 
Um, so it was it was kind of uh, slated uh, by critics and things like that. Um, someone said, um, "What a tissue of horrible and disgusting absurdity this work presents." A tissue. Ooh. Yeah, I, that's uh, rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not even a handkerchief, man. Really. A tissue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, the the crazy thing is, though, some argue that um, Frankenstein is like the basis of science fiction. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, really There was cool. no science fiction pre-Frankenstein? Looks okay. Uh, <laughs> this gets into the literature aspect of it a bit more. Um, I, I, I want to say not in particular. Um, we have, like, some stuff kind of, like, dancing along the horror-esque genre. But, like, you see following Mary Shelley, there's a lot of stuff that comes after it, where, like, War of the Worlds and that sort of thing. So I, I'd, I'd be confident in my not-expert opinion saying that, um, saying that she did. Um, but there's the joke going around like she invented the science fiction genre to get out of having to talk with her husband and Lord Byron again because she came up with the story like when she, when she was in Geneva yeah. like on, on holiday with them and they were all basically just like having a ton of like opium and stuff and just getting getting lit and well it was nice. it was apparently it was a competition that Lord Byron set yep and the about who can make the best ghost story and uh, the other two gave up probably because they were so high. <laughs> And like, uh, but yeah, she she wrote this out of a competition, according to the website that I mm-hmm. read. Yeah, no, that, that's it. That's, from what I know, yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, yeah. So again, like opportunity dances with those on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. She wrote this at the age of eighteen, which is again crazy thing and stuff. And obviously as well. So she had to publish this under her husband's name, Percy. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so she didn't even get the recognition. But I guess if it was being slated at the beginning, maybe she was like, oh, good job. Yeah. <laughs> Worked out for her in the end. Maybe she did it out of spite to get her husband. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting because Jane Austen actually published some stuff under her brother's name at okay, first yeah. before she was able to do it. And mm. she actually um, published uh, Pride and Prejudice at a similar age to Mary, when Mary Shelley finally published Frankenstein's. So. Oh, really? And they are yeah. said to go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Like if you read them together, they're exactly the same story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all like like that scene in the like the the movie version they did of Pride and Prejudice where she looks out over the field and suddenly Frankenstein's out there like in billowing <laughs> like hands. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you know actually the sad thing though I was thinking about is um, obviously so J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. Was J.K. Rowling because she didn't want? Is it her first name Joanne? I think so. Or Jennifer? Or I, I think I, it's Joanne. Joanne, yeah. And she didn't want. Well, I don't know if she decided or the publishers, but they put the initials instead of a female name because it might sell more copies. So that's the really, really sad thing. Is obviously it's not as maybe it was illegal or maybe it wasn't illegal, but obviously it was. I think very, she wasn't able to go. You can't. Yeah, yeah very can't. prejudiced thing. But yeah. it's still not quite changed today, which mm-hmm. is sad. Or had it at least 20 years ago when Harry mm-hmm. Potter came out. Yeah. You yeah. want to know a fun fact about Mary Shelley, actually? Her always. mother, <laughs> always, I'm always ready. <laughs> um, her mother was named Mary Wollstonecraft, and she was actually like a, a kind of like a feminist writer, which was like really rare for, you know, the, the oh, time. Yeah. But yeah. Mary Shelley re- learned how to write her own name because like her her mother died when she was pretty young. Her father would take her to her grave and she would trace oh, the yes. names on the yeah, gravestone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's... Fun, but also kind of sad. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> dude. Well, she, oh, she she was metal, like so, like super well, metal. So it, it makes sense. But two facts to prove that she was so metal, as to, so to speak. I think I know where this is going. Okay, <laughs> guess where she lost her virginity. <laughs> I, I, um, I don't know. <laughs> I can, um, the graveyard. Yeah. On her mother's oh. grave. On her mother's grave. 
No. <laughs> the parents should not be involved that closely no, with you. No, <laughs> I know. It's, oh, it's messed up. And then, like, after her husband died, um, she kept, like, his calcified heart in a necklace. Yeah. Oh. In a necklace? Yeah. Oh, I thought like it that. was in the, um, the desk drawer. Oh, it might have been the desk drawer. I'm thinking of... Because that'd be a big, that'd be a big necklace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was the desk drawer. I'm thinking of someone else. But maybe, maybe something else was in the necklace. Yeah, they put tons of like stuff in necklaces and stuff now. Yeah. So, um, not the, not like my personal like hundred percent role model, but (laughs) she did, she did do some incredible stuff, and I think as well, like it's nice to know as well because obviously. Mary Shelley's obviously more famous than Mary Wollstonecraft or Croft. Yeah, Craft, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we I ha- say I say Craft with my Yankee accent and stuff. But... <laughs> we know some Wollstonecrafts, and they, that's so. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's spelled with an A, not an O, though, right? A, yeah. yeah. So, are they, are they the all, there's two. It's two different. A oh, levels, okay. Yeah. My apologies. <laughs> and uh, and but the the impact that obviously that she taught her daughter, and then the impact that Mary Shelley has had. It's been really, really cool to see. Share mm-hmm. your wisdom. Share it's the lesson learned. There yes. you go. Yeah. And crash some planes. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Jonah. Do you wanna do you wanna hit us with the last one? Yeah, sure. Do you wanna be a bit more enthusiastic about it though? No. <laughs> no, sorry. I see a picture of Shakespeare. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I had three. Because um, I I can I didn't I got I got I got more. Quantity than quality. That, you guys okay. went for quality. <laughs> no, no. <I'm> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I picked three different people. Cool. Um, but maybe time, I'll just stick to two because the first one is kind of boring. <laughs> um, so the first one was William Shakespeare. And I chose him because I thought it was because of we in the Manette Snack. So we're creative people. We created our mm-hmm. own story. He created stories too. And he was... <laughs> I can't believe you just compared us to William Shakespeare. It is. We're pretty similar. It's pretty, it's pretty similar. No, you I, have Myrtle. You have Lady Macbeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally. Oh, man. Yeah, honestly, we just just write that. Um, but he, he wrote his first plays when he was in his 20s, and he wrote Henry V, parts 1, 2, and 3 in his 20s as well. Wow. Uh, but then I also found a fun fact. The reason he started writing, he stopped writing plays and started writing sonnets. Sonnets was because of the plague at the time, and so the theaters shut down. Oh, he went into lockdown. They went into lockdown, and no so that's way. why he started writing sonnets because he didn't need people to perform them. He could just publish them. And I thought it was funny because we started writing the midnight snack because of oh lockdown. my gosh, oh you my are gosh. comparing us, that and that kind of makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're just the Shakespeare's of our time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, and then the other person was Albert Einstein. Um, and basically, I thought he was a good uh, person to bring up because he graduated college when he was 21 and Albert Einstein found it really hard to get jobs. Nobody wanted to hire him, so he became a tutor for children. And then when he was in his 20, when he was 26... He then went on to have a quote miracle year, um, and that's when he made the famous E equals MC squared equation. He was just 26. That's crazy. Yeah. But no one wanted to hire him because he wasn't, you know, smart enough. Yeah. But. And that woman would have eaten yeah, her, there we go. Eaten her <laughs> socks. You were talking to the future Albert Einstein, just the person <laughs> who did not study anything related to math or science. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, those are my, my two people I chose. That's so cool. 
That is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Shakespeare wasn't uh, successful at the start, was he? No, no. But he got why he what he was someone that. <laughs> but did he get his, famous though, Jonathan? Did got, he? <laughs> no, because a lot of artists aren't famous until they're dead. But he was very famous. Just when like, he's still alive. just like our show will be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think more like Van Gogh. Like he wasn't very famous until he died. So oh, yeah, that's true. Interesting fact about Van Gogh too. He didn't start painting until he was in his late twenties. He originally mm. was studying to um, work in the church. He studied theology for a bit, but he he. Um, got fired from like a missionary position that he was in and I actually originally had wanted to say something about Van Gogh but then I was like I want to do something that's a little bit more of an optimistic outlook and stuff so <laughs> no I'm... no no finish finish this is our last episode before Christmas yeah. go on finish okay. on a downer go all on. right here we go so um he said in a letter to his brother Theo I want to give the wretched a brotherly message and he said when I sign my paintings Vincent it is as one as them and basically he kind of dug into painting um, at either age of 27 or 28 because he realized that being able to paint kind of gave, gave him some power mm. over over his situation. But it is really sad to think about how he probably died thinking that his life hadn't meant anything. Mm. But, <laughs> but there's hope. Because <laughs> you might be dead. But, um, <laughs> but people might might still appreciate the things you did afterwards. <laughs> um, but, but you painted a really pretty sunflower, yeah, but, so... Yeah, which I, I say either 27 or 28 because I got bamboozled when I was at a um, display a while ago because I went to the Art Institute of Chicago for the first time uh, like three years ago or something. It's a big museum. They have a ton of Van Gogh stuff there. And, and the labels, they said he started painting when he was 27. Or, sorry, 28. And I was like, oh, cool. So then when they did one of the like Van Gogh Alive shows, I went with a couple friends... And I was like, yeah, so Van Gogh didn't start painting until he was 28 and stuff. And we get there and the label says 27. And they all kind of look at me like. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you have made a mockery of me. <laughs> Burn this down. <laughs> so I don't know who was right or wrong at this point. But I just know that I have been wronged. <laughs> I have been so. Oh, dear. So when the lady who told me I shouldn't have been hired keeps me up, doesn't keep me up at night, it's whether or not Van Gogh was 27 or 28 when he started <laughs> painting. This is the part of the show where we like to vent, scream, and shout about the things that really annoy us and bug us and our biggest pet peeves. Kaylin, what is something that really get, grinds your gears, really gets on your nerves? Hmm. Recently, one thing that's been kind of bugging me is... Um, one of the stations that I um, frequent a lot when I go to work and stuff, they have like when you when you exit, they like I feel like the entrance and exit should be on the opposite side because to exit I have to go all the way to the left, but on the right are the ones to get in. So you have to like kind of like bump through all these people that are trying to get into the station yeah. and get out. And then there have been multiple times these past couple weeks where I've been um, trying to like catch a train or whatnot, and I've been cutting it kind of late. And there will be people that like walk in like, instead of just like walking like single file down the thing, they'll like walk and like not leave any space on the thing. So I've missed trains because people are walking slowly down the stairs and like oh, not leaving anybody to pass that through. Is the worst, so I've yeah. shown up late to a bunch of things this past week and it drives me nuts because I don't like being late. And I'm like, if you could have just hustled a little bit more, <laughs> I could have made it to my meeting on time. Yeah. I'm always getting the tube this week and this woman tried to get on before people had got off. Oh, and I was I like, hate that. are you? 
are you stupid? <laughs> Why would you be high if you're this stupid? No, I'm just kidding. I was just like, come on. Like, are you serious? Like, it's the, the tube's not going anywhere. Like, just wait for them to get off. It's, it drives me insane. And people will push or, like, cut in front of you just to get on quicker before you. I'm like, oh. have some self-respect, honestly. Yeah. Gosh. Sure, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Great, that's a good one, and it's very, very true, very, very true. Great. Well, thank you so much, Kaylin, for coming on. You have been an absolute delight. Uh, brought the laughs and non-knowledge, which is not something we normally do. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. This was a lot of fun. This yeah. is actually my first uh, guest appearance on another podcast. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh. This, this is great. Thank you. I was you. thinking we could have you on again as well. Oh my gosh, that'd be so much fun. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, Jonah, where can people find us? And then Kaylin, you can tell people where your favorite actor can find you. <laughs> um, so if you'd like to keep up to date with the podcast, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Heidi's Five Year Twenties, or you can visit our website at Heidi's Five Year Twenties, or send us an email with your favorite historical person at Heidi's Five Year Twenties at nice. gmail.com. Awesome. So um, you can find my podcast, Tea Time Thoughts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, I am active on YouTube and Instagram as well. So Tea Time Thoughts podcast. Um, and you post like really good uh, like his, history memes as well. Oh yeah. No, that's that's <laughs> where I have the most fun. Like doing my <laughs> podcast stuff. Like it's, and it's funny now because people will start sending me things. Oh, that's nice. Which is, which is kind of fun because now I don't have to dig as deep. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, if you have any ideas for like future episodes or like things in history that you want to um, like ever hear, I'm always open to suggestions and stuff. So feel free to send me a message. That sounds good. That sounds good. And I like your reaction episodes as well. I like those. That's good. <laughs> Thanks. Great. This is our last show before Christmas and the New Year. Is that correct, Jonah? It is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the boss, but yeah. <laughs> I'm shutting this down. <laughs> uh, it is, but yes, yeah, so we'll be taking a bit of a break. So we look forward to hearing ourselves, ourselves <laughs> in the New Year. Have a great break, everyone, and Happy New Year and uh, Merry Christmas if that's what you're celebrating. Bye. Happy holidays. <laughs>